Hey friends, you're listening to the Young Adult Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. We hope these words bless you, encourage you, and help you follow Jesus more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. For those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Tim, uh, and I am typically up here helping lead worship. Um, I help out around the church as a couple different other capacities as well. Um, But I am honored and happy to be able to be coming up here and sharing the word with us tonight. Um, So back to the point about last week being crazy. Um, Last Monday, so a week ago today, um, my coworker uh, finally got fired after I had been working with this guy for for a year. Um, I don't wish him any ill, but it was, it was a very toxic office environment. Uh, some of you I've filled in about it, but um, just overall, this guy was constantly negative and talking my ear off. And so it was, it's been a bit of a, a breath of fresh air over the last week to be able to have an office that isn't constantly drowning in negativity. Um, but as far as just the job that I have in general, I've been at this place where I've I made this jump to take this take this opportunity, take this job, and I knew I know that it's going to be something that's going to be advancing my career. This is where I'm going to be building my my career and and growing myself as as a person, as a worker. But I've been going through this phase where I'm like, it, not yet. Does anybody else relate to that at all? Where we're, we're like heading towards something specific. We're heading towards this goal. We're heading towards a specific job title maybe or a specific school that we're wanting to get into. But it's just not yet. Well, if that's been a theme for you guys, hopefully this message is going to be something that kind of hits home because uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about a not yet situation. Um, tonight we're going to be continuing our series in Galatians, and we're going to be picking it up in chapter 4. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, your Bible apps, go ahead and turn there now. And while we're turning there, uh, I just want to take a moment to refresh our memories and do a brief recap of where we left off. Um, last week, Adrian uh, gave us our message on uh, chapter 3 of Galatians, and at the end of chapter 3, um, Paul sets up kind of an interesting beginning of an analogy, and I just want to, I want to go over that real quick, so verse, but you guys can stay in verse 23, or sorry, chapter 4, we're going to be in Galatians 3 first, is that Galatians 3? It's, it's 2. Oh, okay. Cool. Sorry. Oh, my bad. It's up here, though. Um, so Galatians 3, chapter, uh, verse 23, says, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now the faith that has come, we are no longer under the guardian or a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as, it is, for as many of you as were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, 
There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. <clears throat> what he's reminding us here, us, ugh, what he is reminding us of here is that before Christ's sacrifice on the cross, we all, all we had was the law. And as a result, we were enslaved, held captive, imprisoned, because the only thing that the law can do in our lives is highlight and show us all of the ways in which we fall short, all of the ways that we have no control over any situation, all of the reasons that we deserve condemnation. That is all the law can do for us. But that's not where he ends this. In uh, verse 24, he tells us, Christ came that we may be justified by faith. Justified by faith. What does that mean? We're going to get into that in a little bit. But for now, let's pick up in chapter 4. Uh, we're just going to go through verses 1 through 7 for right now. Just going to take that chunk. And it says this, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So this, so to summarize, in this section, Paul is using an analogy of an estate, of an heir to an estate. Just building off of the last section of chapter three. So to summarize, humanity was enslaved under the guardian that was the law until the appointed time that Jesus was to be sent after which time we now have access and invitation into the family of God and to be called sons and daughters of God through justification by faith in Jesus Christ. And this brings us back to that phrase, justification by faith. What does justification by faith mean? What it means is this. We all, according to the law, are all deserving of death and eternal damnation in our sinful state, according to the law, because of our own sins and our own decisions to sin. That would be justice. But instead, Jesus, through perfect, uh, though perfect in his life and not deserving of anything but eternal life and a right relationship with God the Father, chose to take our place he chose to satisfy the justice 
by standing in as our substitute to receive the punishment that we deserved and in doing so gave us his righteousness, holiness, and right relationship with God. All that we have to do is accept and trust that free gift. That is what to be justified by faith means. The justification is all of the effort, all of the work that Jesus put in. The faith is us merely accepting it. I don't know about you guys, but that is refreshing. I, I think it's refreshing. That is what justification by faith means. Now, we do need to clarify something. Having this understanding of justification, it does beg a question. If we have been justified and been brought back into a right relationship with God, why do we still struggle with sin? Why aren't we perfect? It's a tough question. If we have been justified, why do we still sin? And I'm, we're going to go into a little bit of an explanation here. So Josh, Pastor Josh, who just left, he uh, taught on chapter 2 of uh, Corinthians, or Galatians, my goodness, what book am I in? He taught on <laughs> chapter 2 a couple weeks ago. Um, and I'm not by any means trying to reteach any of the previous sermons or messages that were given. But I do think that all of these chapters, this entire book is interwoven. And to be able to understand part of it, you have to understand the context and the whole. So I am, I'm not going to jump ahead and go into to further later chapters. But I do want to cover a couple things and bring in a couple things that we've already discussed. And so with that, we're going to be looking at chapter 2, verses 17 through 21 which are up on the screen as well. And these verses say, But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For though the law, but for through the law, excuse me, I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. In these passages, Paul is asking the same question that I just asked in a much lengthier way as is the fashion of Paul in most of his writing. But he also provides an explanation. And again, in typical Paul fashion, it's difficult to understand. So I'm going to try to make some sense of it right now. What it boils down to is the difference between justification and sanctification. Has anyone heard those words before? Okay. 
Does, any, does anybody know what, I mean, we just explained what justification is. We got a basic understanding of that. But does anyone know what sanctification is? Or have a, like, a very good idea of it? Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to. That's, I was just getting a read for the room. So. <clears throat> Sorry. I lost my spot. So we already know what justification is. We just spent the last couple minutes explaining that. Sanctification. In definition, if you look it up in the dictionary, there's a couple alternate definitions. But the first two says the action of making or declaring something holy. Or the action or process of being freed from sin or purified. To put it simply, it means... To strive daily to live like Christ, i.e., that is, without sin. And to illustrate this kind of idea, I want to, I have an illustration. Can I get two volunteers? Okay. Audrey? Tony? All right. So, in this analogy, you come over on this side. You go on that side, because I'm going to make you guys opposite sides of where you came from. <laughs> so in this analogy, Audrey, you're going to stay standing right here the whole time, okay? If you could step forward actually a little bit, right there. All right. And this is no reflection on her as a person. I'm, I promise, this is, I'm not, you'll understand, you'll understand in a second. This state of being <laughs> Audrey represents my old life I'm sorry represents who I was before Christ before like my sinful my flesh my na- my human nature Tony if you could stand right here face that way okay Tony represents Christ and what (laughs) you're good Um, so he represents Christ now the Christian walk throughout our lives our goal is to be taking steps and eventually get here into Christ likeness and a spitting image of Christ correct That's what sanctification means, Christ-likeness, to be without sin, to live a life like Christ. Keep facing that way. What it actually ends up looking like is this. Facing you, Tony, I'm going to take a step, you take a step. Stay, nope, one step. Okay? One more step. This gap isn't getting any any smaller. I feel, in my own self, from my perspective, it looks like he's just as far away as he was at the beginning of my walk. Every moment, every step I take, I'm sitting here thinking, one more step. Is it even worth it? Am I even actually making a difference? Am I actually living a Christian life? Am I actually becoming more like Christ? That is our doubt. That is our inner monologue as we are pursuing but if you take a second, 
and you just turn around. What is the ha- what have happened to this gap? It has grown exponentially. The perspective is, and the point is, this side of eternity, we are never going to attain absolute perfection. And I'm going to explain why in a moment, but that is a visual representation. Thank you guys. You guys can go ahead and just have a seat. And I'm sorry I did that to you. <laughs> That's a visual representation. I, 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 albeit not a perfect one, again, but a representation. And here's the thing. Because our eternal souls are still tied within our mortal, fleshly, sinful bodies, we cannot fully live like Christ. That was not a mic drop. Does this mean that we haven't been justified? No, not at all. In fact, the opposite. It means that justification is a promise that we will one day become fully sanctified. Justification was the one and done. Christ did it. It's happened. That is the final answer to it. But not yet. Does that make sense? To tie it into my story. We live in this paradox in, in our human bodies of being holy, being called out, being called to set and, and set apart for a purpose, and we are living, and as you saw in the analogy, we are taking steps day by day. But until we have passed on to eternity, we cannot embrace our full heavenly bodies, our sinless, perfect form. Does that make sense? Okay. So this is the breakdown. Justification is the free gift of the eternal promise of being fully sanctified. However, because we are still living within our mortal bodies, we still have to struggle with our sinful desires and to choose holiness instead. It's exhausting at times, absolutely. But we get to hang on to the assurance and the promise that someday when our physical bodies pass away, we will become fully sanctified with our new heavenly bodies to be welcomed into God's loving embrace. And that's what I've got for you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer, word of prayer. Lord God, I thank you so much for this evening and the opportunity that you've given us to come together and, and struggle with these hard questions and and discuss and think about these things. Lord, we pray that you would go before us and bless us throughout this week. Pray that you would just encourage our hearts and our minds to be assured in the promise of justification. 
and the fact that you paid it all. And as we, as we strive day by day to, to become more and more like you, I pray that you just bless our efforts and encourage us in that time. We thank you and we praise you for all that you are and all that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We have a whole lot more going on around here at church, and we hope to see you Monday night, 7 o'clock for Revive. If you want more information about upcoming events, classes, camps, or activities, visit us at fccsantamaria.org.